We're so glad that you've joined us today on the Relevant Church Podcast. There's so much God wants to do in and through you as you listen to today's message. If you want to learn more about Relevant Church, visit us online at thisisrelevant.cc. You guys looking all good today. Hey man, I got to ask y'all a question. Is anybody in here? Anybody in here would like to admit that they're a self-proclaimed procrastinator? You deal with the plague of procrastination. I am the chief procrastinator. I am the chief of staff, head honcho, and president and CEO of Procrastination International. And it started so long ago, as a kid, I would procrastinate everything. My mom would say, clean your room. And I procrastinate to do that. And while everybody else was outside having fun, eating ice cream, I'd be stuck in the room cleaning my room. And then it progressed on and went with me to college. I was one of those individuals that would always write that 12-page paper the night before. Anybody else did that? It was torturous. And I remember being so frustrated at myself knowing that I could have done this so much time before, but for whatever reason, I chose eight hours before I had to be in class to write a 12-page paper. And I remember even before I was a Christian, I'll be like, God, I promise you, I will never do this again. I'll just let me finish this paper right now. And I'm like falling asleep, writing the paper, wondering if I'm going to ever get it in time. And I have to admit, youth don't take this. Just scratch this out of your memory. Some of my best papers came under pressure. Let me just tell y'all the truth. Some of my greatest papers, I got an A. I'm like, ooh, I did that? Came under pressure. But how many would like to admit that there are points in your life where procrastination has come and bit you in the butt? It has come back and hurt you. And you're like, why did I do that to myself? That happened to me. It was my senior year of college. I had one class left. And my wife remembers this. She said, "Mm mm-hmm, because she remembers this all too well. Last semester, all I had to do is watch a movie and write a paper about it. I knew that I had to finish this class from the beginning of the semester, but for whatever reason, I just didn't do it. And it went on. And when it on, in the last final week of class, I go to rent this movie, and the movie is not there. Because every other procrastinator has rented the movie as well, too, in the final week. So I go, and I get this movie. Now, if you've ever seen this movie before, and it impacted your life in amazing ways, I'm sorry, but I'm going to talk bad about the movie for like 3.5 seconds. This movie believe it or not, was called Jesus of Nazareth. It was six hours long. Made in like 1973. And it was the worst. That was the most torturous movie I've ever watched. I did not enjoy one bit of that movie. So much so that in hour three, I just gave up. 
I just quit. I'm like, I cannot watch this movie. First of all, listen, if I'd have watched that movie before I was a Christian, I probably would have never become a Christian. Because Jesus in that movie was weird. He just used to walk around. It's like he didn't even walk. He just floated. And then he would see somebody who needs to be healed. Master, could you heal my daughter? Well, if you believe. And then the music would go. And Jesus would be like, daughter, rise up. I'm like, I don't like that Jesus. That Jesus is weird. Like, Jesus, don't point your hand towards me. But here's the deal. I didn't watch the movie, and I missed the deadline, and I missed the opportunity to hand in that paper, and it was over for me. Without that one class, there was no makeup. I missed the boat. I missed the deadline. I procrastinated way too much, and my procrastination ended up with me not being able to graduate. After all those years, 12 years, not counting. Listen, I took the long route to college. Everybody else finishing four students, listen to that. After all those years in college, I was... A failure. I didn't finish this paper. I didn't get it in on time. It was over for me. And I couldn't graduate. Have you ever dealt with the finality of an end of something? Something that you were so hopeful for came to a sudden stop came to a sudden end, something that you were working towards, somebody who you loved, a relationship that you thought was going to go so far, came to an end, and there was nothing that you could do about it. It was over. There was no reconciling. There was no resurrecting this person. There was no nothing you could do. What do you do when the natural markers say it's over? What do you do when the fat lady has sunk? Or what do you do when there's no other option and all you have to realize that it's over? See, in Luke chapter 24, there's a situation where we meet these two ladies. Their teacher has just died. Their best friend has just died. The hope of their kids growing up and knowing Uncle Jesus are over. Jesus, he was so wise. He was so loving. He was so caring. uh, But now his life has been terminated because he was assassinated. He was taken to a cross. They saw him get falsely accused. They saw him get crucified. They saw him get stabbed. They saw him be pulled down from the cross. They saw him wrapped up. They saw him be put in the grave and a stone rolled over it. It was over. They had to deal with the finality of death. And you know what? The algorithm of this world has one result, death. Everything dies. 
Mary and Martha are experiencing the pain of it. And their response teaches us a few lessons. And I want to jump into this text and just go over it real quick with you. People are like, this is supposed to be a happy message. It is. In verse 1 of Luke chapter 24, we have it on the screen. It says, but on the first day of the week, this is Sunday morning, early at dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. There was still something left to be done. See, when Jesus was crucified, he was a Jew, and all these individuals were Jews. So he was crucified, and it was sunset. And because it was sunset on Friday, they observed the Sabbath. So on Sabbath, they weren't going to do anything. They weren't going to work. They weren't going to anoint the body. They weren't going to embalm him. So all they could do was lay him in the tomb and wait for Sunday morning so that they can get back into motion. There was still something left to do. So they show up to embalm the body. They've got the spices. They know the stench of death is going to start creeping in very soon. But they head over to the tomb and and, and they say, you know, we're going to go over there. We're going to ask somebody to roll over the stone so that we can go and anoint his body so at least the fragrance of death will not come so quickly. Point number one. What do you do when you deal with the finality of something? How do you get over the finality of something? There is always something left to be done. There's always an apology. There's always forgiveness. There's always completing a task, a a last walkthrough. There's something always that is left to be done. You guys ever dated somebody and broke up and then you had that one thing from them that you don't want to give up because you don't want to see them? And you're like, it's over, but I got to return this one thing and I don't want to. Some of y'all just threw it on the lawn. But there's always something. When we come to an end of something, there's always one thing left to be done. And they don't give up. They don't give up uh, the hope of seeing their Savior again. They don't give up that hope. They say, I'm still going to show up. How do we know? At the end of verse 1, it says, taking the spices they had prepared, verse 2, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. They showed up. They didn't put it off. There was still something left to be done, and and they decided that we're going to show up even though all hope is lost. Even though this thing is over, I'm going to still show up. They didn't put it off. They didn't wait till Monday morning. They didn't wait till Wednesday. They didn't procrastinate. At early Sunday morning, they showed up. They went to the tomb. They were going to the grave site, though. That doesn't make any sense. He's already dead. Why are you still going to try to embalm the body? They've already rolled the tomb closed. 
wrap it up. It's over. Why would you embalm a, a dead body anyway? He's in a rock somewhere. He's on the side of a mountain. So let's just move on with our lives. It was already over, right? Isn't it crazy that they showed up that even though their efforts would only mask the reality, which was it was over and it was death. And some of us have quit showing up. There are places in our lives, there's places in our marriage, there's places in our relationships, there's places on our jobs, places on our schools where we just have stopped showing up. It's no longer even procrastination. You're just done. I quit. I'm through. I don't even want to show up anymore. I don't even want to look at you anymore. I don't even want you to apologize anymore. I don't want to give you any forgiveness. I don't want to do anything for you. It's over. We just quit showing up. Verse 4 and 5, while they were perplexed about this thing, they show up. You know, they're talking. Jesus is dead. Let's go embalm the body. The tomb has been rolled open. They go inside. There's nothing there. They're perplexed. What the heck is going on? Has somebody stolen Jesus away? Has somebody put Jesus away? Have the Roman soldiers taken him to go throw him somewhere else? What's going on? Why isn't Jesus there anymore? Why? I thought it was over. Now it gets worse. Isn't it crazy that it gets worse before it gets better? Now we don't even get to do that last thing. Verse 4, while they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood, them, stood by them in dazzling apparel. And they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground. And the men said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? You see, their, their response when they bowed down, they knew that these individuals who they just met were supernatural. There was something crazy about them. They had dazzling apparel. I don't know if they were wearing Gucci, Hermes. I don't know if they were wearing, like, some Chucks and some, I don't know, some Vans. I don't know what it was, some Yeezys, whatever. But they saw them, they were like, bam, they are dope. Amen. They said these people had dazzling apparel. I don't know what dazzling apparel looked like, but as soon as they saw them, they were like, y'all, y'all that thing. But then the angel says something to them. Matthew tells us that this was an angel. It says when they showed up, there was an earthquake, and an angel came from heaven in that moment, so they knew they just encountered something supernatural. And in that moment, they bowed their heads. And then the angel asked them a question. Why do you seek the living amongst the dead? And do you realize that's what we tell ourselves every single day? Why should I show up when it's over? Why do I seek life in a place of death? So we give up and we don't show up. But they didn't understand that the the angel had more. See, in this moment when those people come into your life, when your friends come into your life, when your family comes into your life and say, give up, it's over, it's done, let go, move on, sever your ties, it's a wrap. And something inside of you is like, man, I want to be here. But most of us in that moment when that discouragement comes, what do we do? We turn and we walk away. Verse 
but they listened for the next statement. Verse number six. He is not here. Well, obviously. (laughs) He is not here, but he has risen. He's alive. He's not here. Why do you seek the living amongst the dead? It's alive. Remember he told you this? Remember he told you about this already? He is not here, but he's alive. And for many of us, when we turn around in discouragement, uh, when we decide to quit, we miss the miracle. If I quit now, I'll miss the miracle. Point number two, if you're taking notes and following along with us. If I don't show up, I won't know that the battle is already won. The whole reason they were able to be the first to understand and hear that Jesus Christ had risen was simply because they decided to not quit. There was still something left to do, and they decided to show up. If I don't show up, I won't know that the battle is already won. These ladies experienced the supernatural because they showed up in the natural. They did just that next thing. They showed up in the natural. He's alive. Remember he told you? Jesus told them, he says, listen, I'm going to go to the cross. The son of man is going to be crucified. I'm going to be betrayed. But on the third day, I will rise. It's not over. I'm coming back. No matter how bad it looks, no matter how sad the situation is, I'm coming back. I will be there. Don't lose hope. When you see them kill me, when you see them put me in the grave, don't lose hope because it's not over. I will rise. And it's interesting, he gave them a timestamp. He says, on the third day, I will rise. And some of you will sit there and say, well, that's nice, preacher. He gave them a timestamp. What about the issues of my life? How come I don't have a timestamp? Where's my timestamp, Jesus? What does the Bible have to say about that? What did Jesus have to say about that? He gave you a timestamp. How do I know? John 16, 33, he says this, I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and many sorrows. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. It's already done. It is finished. Your life is not over. It's just beginning. I closed it up on that time at the cross. But the resurrection says it's not over. So here's my encouragement to you. Don't give up 
show up. Don't give up. Show up. When you think it's over, it's not over. Jesus hacked death and so can you. The things in your life that you think are over, it's not over. Jesus had death and so can you. But can I tell y'all something? Without Jesus, there is no other solution to overcome finality. Without Jesus, there is no other solution. There is nothing in this world that can overcome the finality of this world. So don't give up. Show up. Now, Pastor, what does this have to do with the resurrection? Has everything to do with the resurrection? Because the resurrection matters because it is the only true, visible, tangible sign of hope in this world. If you stand on anything else, if you stand on your career, if you stand on your smarts, on your education, if you stand on your pedigree, if it stand on whatever it is, it is all going to die. The algorithm of this world results in one thing, death, but the free gift of Jesus Christ is life and life abundantly. He hacked death and so can you. this world, death is certain. But Jesus, Jesus interrupts the algorithm of nature and makes what's natural, death, submit to what's supernatural, life. When they said it was over, it's not over. Jesus was the supreme model of these two women. Everything in scripture points to the supremacy and the perfection of Jesus Christ. See, when Jesus Christ looked down on earth, he saw a situation that looked hopeless. He saw individuals who he had created to be perfect decided to rebel against him. And the average person, if it was me, I would have just wiped the whole world and started over. But Jesus didn't give up. There was still something that was left to be done. John 3.16 tells us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. There was still something left to be done. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of life, uh, Jesus, is life. I think I got that right. It's Jesus. Jesus didn't give up, but he showed up. He showed up. Jesus entered nature's algorithm 
not to disrupt it, but to destroy it. The algorithm of this world is death. Death for relationships. Death for careers. Death for everything else around us. But in Jesus Christ, the natural must submit to the supernatural. It says death is swallowed up in victory. Oh death, oh death, where is your sting? Jesus has overcome the grave. And Romans tells us the same power that lives in Jesus Christ also lives in you. And so while death may look like it's in front of you, Jesus living inside of you will prove otherwise. Point number three, last point. Jesus holds the key to the supernatural if I'm willing to show up in the natural. So remember that paper I was telling you guys about? My wife kept on egging me, finish the paper. Just do it. I said, babe, it's over. She says, just do it. What, 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 what will you lose? Just, just do it. Maybe they'll give you like half credit. Maybe uh, they'll give you something for it. And I was like, babe, it's over. It's done. I can't hand it in. By now, it's a year later. I haven't graduated for an entire year. The, 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 like I said, the fat lady has sung for me. My wife kept on egging me and says, just write the paper. Just show up. And I remember an entire year and a half later walking into the dean's office. And I said, here's the paper. I know it's a wrap. I know it's over. I know I'm not going to get any credit for it. I know this is past the time. I know that I'm not going to graduate. But you know what? My wife was on me. I've got kids. I want to be able to tell them that I did it, that I finished. Whether or not I got a grade for it, I handed it in. And when I slipped it across the table to him, he grabbed it, he smiled, and he wrote 100% on it. And I said, why did you just give me 100%? He says, because all I wanted you to do was to show up and there is somebody in here that has given up on your faith and God is saying all I want you to do is show up I've already forgiven you I've already made the plan for your salvation if you would just show up and trust me it's not over and in moments like this is where it all matters there may be somebody in this room You thought your faith was over. You kind of gave up because things aren't working out the way that you thought they would work out. Jesus, I I thought I trusted you. Maybe for some of you guys, you're wondering, I don't know if this this thing is really real. And Jesus is saying, I dare you to just show up. Show up in the natural. So that I can do the supernatural. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Do it in the natural and you will be saved supernaturally. All you have to do is show up. So today I believe 
that there's somebody here who's been wrestling with their faith. And maybe somebody drug you to church. Maybe you didn't even want to be here. Maybe you came here to appease a family member. And God is telling you right now, he's saying, listen, I dare you to show up. Because if you don't show up, you will miss the miracle. You will miss the fact that the victory over your faith is already won. That Jesus already has created a space for you in the Father's house. Jesus came and gave it all up. In the natural. So that he can bless you in the supernatural. So I don't know if it's sin, something that you're holding on to. That you're saying, I can't be forgiven from this. I'm too bad. I've done too much. It's over for me. Jesus is saying, it's not over. No matter what you did yesterday, no matter what you did this morning, no matter what you're plotting on doing today, if you just show up in this moment and just say, Jesus, I submit. I'm showing up. I don't even know what this means, but I dare you to do something inside of me. Jesus will say, all I needed you to do was show up. If there are areas of your life where you just said, I think it's over. Jesus saying it's not over. Will you show up? And everybody in this room has a decision to make. Are you willing to show up in the natural and watch God blow your mind? in the supernatural. Thank you again for joining us on the Relevant Church Podcast. If this message has been impactful to you, let us know by sending an email to hello at thisisrelevant.cc. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing at giving.thisisrelevant.cc. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more messages like this one.